you don't even think about these things as you're growing up. Who ever thought there was you know, Hall of Fame? What was the Hall of Fame when I was a kid growing up? And, and here I am, uh, and going in with the whole Raider Nation. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm not going in by myself. I'm going in with my relatives, yeah. my family, my other, my Raider family, and my Raider Nation family. Let's go! The four o'clock football frenzy. Hey, you hit me so hard down there. Presented by Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans. Call him now at 702-577-2600. The 4 O'Clock Football Frenzy on Cofield and Company. Company. It is football frenzy time here at Cofield and Company on this Friday. Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez in for Steve Cofield and Adam Hill. I guess it's weird. I don't know. Just switching seats for the day. And uh, so much to get into as we were talking about some Summer League, maybe hit on some more of those great memories we have of Summer League's past that's starting on Sunday. Don't forget UNLVTickets.com to check out those tickets. Tons of Raiders news as well. But Willie, it is a big weekend, not only for football fans everywhere, but certainly for Raider Nation, a big, big weekend going on in Ohio. And we'll jump out to the phone line. I don't, this guy... Is everywhere. Uh, Q Q Myers joins us. Q, man, were you just on the air? I was. I was. I just literally hung up, and uh, yeah, I'm in my hotel room. It's been a it's been a disastrous trip, but it's been okay. I've been able to maintain. My flight was fine, but everything after the flight, including me now in my second hotel room, has been disastrous. I'm still wearing the same clothes from yesterday. But it's okay. I'm maintaining it. Like you said, it's a great weekend. It's Hall of Fame weekend. I'm here in Canton, Ohio, so it's it's bad, but it ain't that bad. <laughs> well, we have to – listen, Steve would do this if he was here. I feel like I'm carrying on the tradition of Steve since I'm sitting in his chair today. We have a very strict rule on this show, Q. You, you as a sports media person who – listen, it's not as glamorous as everybody thinks – like there is a there's a lot of grinding, there's a lot of difficulty going on uh, in this world, but we do get the benefit of some really cool experiences, and we are banned on this show from complaining about travel. What are you doing on Twitter? Oh, I'm I'm complaining about travel. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? I'm complaining about travel. I I fell for the okie doke. I booked a, a room online. And it looked like one thing, and if you're on my Twitter, you saw the picture, what it looked like on the left. And in reality, what it is on the right is a scene from Cops. And I'm not going to be a scene from Cops. And it was all bad. And when I walked into the place, I knew it was bad because there was a lady yelling at the lady behind the, the counter, I'm not staying here, I'm not staying here, I'm not staying here. So I knew there was a problem off top. And it was because everyone, including myself, who booked this place online, realized real quick, fast, in a hurry, this was not <laughs> what we thought it was. And so I, I hightailed it out of there. I found a different place to stay at, and I'm definitely at my second place now. So there you go. <laughs> Listen, Q, we're not going to take up your segment with 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 uh, with this story. But we might. When you, when, you, uh, when you get back, you ask Adam about his trip where he had to drive, I believe it was from Atlanta to Orlando to get to Canada. Uh, when you match that, you're allowed to complain. Other than that, because you ended up in Canton and you get to go to the Hall of Fame ceremonies, you're not allowed to complain, bro. It was it was Nashville to Atlanta. I, hey, look, I'll take it as a party foul. I'm just telling you that this was just 
really, really crazy. And on top of that, I haven't had any sleep yet. I'm still wearing the same clothes from yesterday. I haven't taken a shower yet. Um, it's it's <laughs> It's been an experience. But, again, you're right. I'm in Canton, the Hall of Fame. I'm going to take a shower in a little bit and change my clothes, and I'll be good to go. So I'm excited about that. Q, there's a big debate going on. You're not supposed to take showers every day. Oh, no. I'm taking a shower every day, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, No debate needed. I'm showering. <laughs> no, no, and no real segue needed here. I guess uh, let's just jump right into why you are there. It is a big weekend, certainly in, in the world of pro football, as it always is for Hall of Fame weekend. But, man, this is a big weekend for the Raiders. Yeah, it, it really is, man. Raider Nation is is loud and proud, and they're already out in the streets of Canton, Ohio. That's, that's the great part of what I've been doing already. What I've been seeing is I've seen the fans that are flooding the streets excited to see Charles Woodson go into the Hall of Fame, excited to see Coach Flores go in, and it's been way too long. That, uh, you know, he, he should have been in a long time ago. So they're so excited about that. And then just a fan favorite, someone who's very recognizable uh, when you think about the Raiders, uh, the Violator, he's going into the, you know, the, the Hall of Fans, the Ford Hall of Fans, and so that's pretty cool as well. So it's, it's very rare, and I know that with this new this class that's going in, there's 28 people actually total going in this weekend because there was no class last year, and they had the Centennial class. So 28 people, that's a lot getting uh, inducted, but uh, it's very rare that you're going to get two or three people represent your favorite organization the same year. And the Raiders are getting three. I think the Steelers are getting five. So, I mean, that's just that kind of tells you about those storied franchises. And this is going to be one heck of a weekend. And, and I will forget about this whole this whole hotel room thing, but uh, everything else is going to be great this weekend. I'm excited. Definitely follow him up on Twitter, at yourboyq254. Got to throw some numbers on there, make it tougher for people to find you for sure. <laughs> uh, Q-Mars up in Ohio. Uh, well, people that follow you on Twitter this week aren't just going to get updates on uh, the hotel disasters. They will no. uh, get to see what's going on with the events. But what what is the schedule looking like? Like, what should people look forward to? Well, they got the uh, the gold jacket ceremonies coming up in a matter of minutes. As a matter of fact, you know, this is when all these guys are going to be fitted with their jackets. And of course, they've already been fitted. They've tried them on before, but this is actually when the presenter is there and they take off whatever jacket the the player or coach or contributor is wearing and put the actual gold jacket on. That ceremony is going to be uh, happening in just a little while. And the thing about it, the only thing that, you know, we're still in this whole COVID world, so a lot of the, the, the people that would be there and really close and, and personal and be able to get a lot of good photos, they're not really in the same, you know, they're not able to be in the same area as it would be before. But, I mean, that's the moment. That's the moment where these guys realize that, hey, I'm a Hall of Famer. I just walked through a crowd of 50, 60 guys that all have the same gold jacket on, and now I'm part of that fraternity. That is something to, to always get excited about, and, and I love to see when that happens. So uh, excited about all these guys getting that gold jacket and getting to, to hold on to it and, and now a member of the fraternity. So obviously we know about the Raiders. We'll get into uh, kind of their legacy a little bit. But other than the Raiders inductees, what are you looking forward to most in terms of speeches? Man, that's see, that's the thing. I love the speeches because I never know which one's going to get me. You know what I mean? I never know which one I'm going to be sitting there watching, and all of a sudden I start to get that that feeling, and then all of a sudden your eyes starts twitching, and you you know you start to try to to hold your your eyes open and everything, and then finally I say, oh man, my my allergies got something in my eye, and really it's just a tear because these guys you 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 followed them so long in their careers, and you know how great athletes or great coaches they were, and then to see them get emotional and see them tell their story and really break it down and start thanking their parents or their wife or whoever it is, their kids. It just, 
it always I never know what speech is going to get me, but there's always one or two that get me, and I'm just like, well, got me again. And so I don't know who's going to be the one. LT, the, la- the last time I was here, LaDainian Tomlinson, he had a great speech, I thought, and that one really, really got me. Uh, and so I don't know who's going to get me this time, but someone will, I promise. But I, I do look forward to it, that's for sure. It's funny you say that, Q, because uh, this October will be seven years since I visited Cleveland. And one of the reasons people say, like, why are you going to Cleveland? Why would you want to go visit? That's not a vacation spot. And I said, well, you know, the Browns are playing, and it's, it's, it may not be a vacation spot, but it's definitely a town that I want to go check out. But I really want to drive down an hour from there and go visit Canton um, because I'd never been there and wanted to walk around. And I had that same somewhat misty feeling just walking into the place. And I remember posting pictures and on Instagram and Facebook just said, yeah, I may or may not have teared up. I'll never tell. But um, being able to walk through the – just walk through there. So when you go back there and you go and get to visit and walk around and soak it all in, and I've only been there once, I know my favorite part was, you know, and I've been a Dallas Cowboys fan since – 1976 but my favorite all-time player was going into that room where they have the wax figures and and um and i, I believe they're wax figures but that i and and taking a picture next to walter payton and seeing all the walter payton stuff as my all-time favorite yeah. player what is it in that you know just t- talk about what it means like to walk through there and just sort of soak it in i mean you don't even you don't need to go with anybody you could just go in there as a football fan and, and walk through that place and it's absolutely amazing yeah, no, it is, and that, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that point up because it doesn't really matter even what fan base you follow. You know, like I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm Raider through and through. Everyone knows that, but I can walk through the Hall of Fame and I can look to the left, I'll see greatness. I can look to the right, I'll see greatness. I can look in front of me, see greatness. That's the thing about it. There's so many great athletes in there. It's not the Hall of Okay. It's not the Hall of Good. It's the Hall of Fame. I mean, there's so many players that have played this game, and only a small handful are actually enshrined into the hall of fame so even when they start walking down the the you know the the runway or when they're standing out there in the gold jacket ceremony and you see them there you're like man there's not that many of them and we know how many play each and every year and so it's just it's one of those situations but yeah walking through there i always wonder you know you know as they say um like if the if the walls could talk i always wonder like if the bus could talk to each other at night <laughs> what would those conversations be like you know what i mean I like could you imagine <laughs> The football conversations, just the joking and and the laughter that would go on if those if those bus could actually communicate with each other. Man, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall for that. So sort of, I was gonna say, sort of like that movie. What's the movie with Ben Stiller now? Night think, at the Museum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> it'd be going on there for yeah. sure. Uh, Q, we we uh, we talked about the you know the, the ceremony in general, but Charles Woodson going in. Uh, how much does this mean for the Raiders? What's the legacy? Of Woodson and why is he Raiders, not Packers? Oh, I mean he's 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 a he's a, a Packer. He's a Packer as well as a Raider. I mean, <laughs> I, I I I want to claim him as just a Raider, but I'll tell you, and I've said this a lot, and I know Raider fans hate to hear it, but he was a really good player with the Raiders. He went to Green Bay and became a great player. He became a, a next level dude. He took his game from one level to the next. He matured. He learned how to be a leader. He learned how to just kind of reinvent himself and make himself available all the time. I mean, he was just a different dude. And then when he returned to the Silver and Black the second time, it was great. You know, it was great. They needed that. That was that team needed that kind of leadership at that time. And, look, they didn't win a lot of games, but he still had a lot of game left in him. Uh, I'll never forget him intercepting Peyton Manning uh, those two times. It was twice in the same game, and he had never intercepted him before. 
And that was kind of like the, the cherry on top of his career. That was something that he really wanted to do. He had talked about it leading up to that game. I want to intercept Peyton Manning. Well, he went out there and did it twice. And I think it's so fitting that they're both going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame at the same time because those two guys have been joined at the hip going all the way back to college. So, uh, again, it, it, it doesn't matter who you're a fan of. And I think the Packers and the Raiders are having a huge party for him after his ceremony. So I can imagine how great that's going to be. But, I mean, that the fan base is just going to have to share that guy because he, he's just greatness through and through, regardless of what, what your fandom is. And Tom Flores has waited forever. Uh, Well-deserved, yep. finally getting in. Uh, what is his legacy and what, what does he mean to Raider Nation? Oh, he just he means everything. You know, he's the guy. You know, everyone gives Tony Dungy, and, and I, I, I hate when I ever bring up this conversation because people always think I'm trying to disrespect Tony Dungy. I'm not. But everyone always says, like, you know, hey, Tony Dungy, the first, you know, uh, man of color to do this, do that. Everyone forgets about Tom Flores. Like, he didn't do anything many moons before that. You know what I mean? It's like Tom Flores was that guy. He was the Latino head coach. He was the first one. You know, he won a Super Bowl. He was a, a quarterback in the league. I mean, this guy, and it was it was crazy that it took so long for him to get into the hall. And it really, from every, every conversation I've had, goes back to his time in Seattle as a head coach there. And Seattle was a terrible-ran organization at that point. I mean, and no one could have won with that team. And so, I mean, it's, it's, to hold that against them was, was bad, but I'm glad that they corrected that and they've gotten them in. But, yeah, man, he was the forefront. He was one of those pioneers. He, he led the way for a lot of guys. Uh, you know, Ron Rivera looked up to Coach Tom Flores because they have the Latino connection. You know, obviously the Raiders and, and what they've done with Art Shell and what they did with Tom Flores and what they did with Amy Trask. And, I mean, this, the list goes on and on and on, but – yeah, Flores represents, you know, a, a, a huge group and a huge part of Raider Nation. The guy comes from Sanger, California, a little tiny little city there in central central uh, California. It's the five five nine. It's actually where, you know, I was I was near Sanger for a long about ten years. I was in Fresno, so not that far from me. And I know Sanger there's it's it's a small little city and, and this guy, this greatness, this guy who's gonna have a gold jacket when he returns home on Monday, you know, is is is, is in the Hall of Fame. It's just it's awesome, man. I'm so glad he got that now and not a few years from now when he might not be around to enjoy it. You going to try to sneak up there and try one on? Uh, probably not. Okay. <laughs> if I go if I try to sneak one, you know, try to try to sneak in there and, and try one of them jackets on, I might end up at that hotel and be in the scene, that crime scene. They might they might uh they might actually bury me and send me back there and I'll never be heard from again. So no, I don't think I'm going to try to do that. Just don't <laughs> complain about food anywhere on your Twitter. No, I won't do that. I won't okay. do that. I, I have no problem with that. But I'm telling you, if you saw this crime scene that I almost walked into, you'd understand why I'm complaining about it. Tell I will, I will tell you this. I the game seven, Tampa Bay, Washington. I've told this story on the air before. Ended up at the worst place that's ever existed in mankind. <laughs> I stood in the corner and tried to like rest as I stood in the. I was not going to touch the bed or the chairs there. Right, that place was horrific. So I, I feel like I feel like we're uh, kindred spirits in that regard. But Steve told me I wasn't allowed to put it on Twitter, so uh, you broke that rule. That's fine. It's okay. Uh, Steve would be a lot angrier uh, than I am. I'm just joking about it. Uh, we're good. Well, well, he's not there. He's not there, so we can we can let one slide since he's not there. Nah, he would get <laughs> mad at me if I didn't bring it up. So I had to I had to bring that up. Uh, last thing before we get you out of here, just your general thoughts so far. Uh, Raiders camp, we're a little bit more than a week in. Uh, what have your thoughts been? And uh, uh, is your optimism any higher or lower than it was before camp started? Yeah, I think it's I think it's a little bit higher. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. I don't want to, you know, I'm not sitting there calling uh, Brian Edwards uh, T.O. like John Gruden did, <laughs> and I'm not comparing him to Randy Moss like other beat writers have done, and uh, mainly guys from the, the, the team. But 
Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I, I really have been paying attention to the defense, and and that's where it's got to improve. And I think Gus Bradley, Ron Miles, Richard Smith, those three guys in particular, they really help bring some energy to that defense that needs it. And they're a very young defense for the most part as well. These guys have got to learn how to play quick, fast, in a hurry. And I think that Gus Bradley gives them a chance. I'm not saying they're going to be a top-ten defense. They're not going to be, you know, Seattle Seahawks, Legion of Boom. I'm not going to go there with you. But I do think that they have a chance to be better. And if they can be better, then this team has a chance to win games. They went 8-8 eight and eight with a team that gave up 30 points a game. You know what I mean? So if you could save a little bit off, you have an opportunity to win some games. So I just think that what they're bringing, Gus Bradley and company, what they're bringing to the defensive side of the ball is positive. Now, they got to go out there and do it against somebody who's not themselves. They've got to, you know, handle it in preseason and then get ready for the Baltimore Ravens, which is going to be a tough task Monday night football, September 13th at Allegiant Stadium. I was going to let you go, but I just saw this as we're uh, hanging up here. So Josh Jacobs sent out a tweet that has a hashtag be great 28. You can you like use it? Can you do like a third person hashtag about yourself? I, I mean, I guess he did it. <laughs> I guess he did it. I didn't see that tweet. I, I did see. I know he talked to NFL Network today at camp, so maybe they had said something about being great or, or going for another year of uh, 1,000 yards rushing. He's had 2,000 yards a season so far in his career, so maybe they're talking about going for that third year. I don't know, but, yeah, I guess he did go third, third party. He went Ricky Henderson, and I'm a Ricky Henderson fan. That's my favorite guy, my favorite player ever, <laughs> athlete ever, Ricky Henderson, so. Uh, I guess Josh Jacobs was getting his inner Ricky Henderson on. Well, Ricky got his own <laughs> name wrong. He said, like, Ricky Hende or some, some weird thing like that. Good <laughs> hey, stuff. Ricky did a lot. He, he said a lot wrong, but he did a lot of greatness on the diamond, so it's all good. Fair <laughs> enough. Well, you're bringing a lot of greatness from Canton, except for the hotel complaints. That's right. fine. Uh, your boy, your boy Q254 up on Twitter. Great <laughs> stuff, and uh, enjoy the weekend, sir. I appreciate you guys. Keep, uh, keep knocking it out, man. You guys did a great job. All right, so, Q. All right, good stuff, as always. From Q, we'll keep it going. So much more to get into. Plenty of Raiders talk and so much more heading into the weekend here on Cofield & Company. Dustin DeHart of Nova Home Loans brings you the 4 o'clock football frenzy. Dial 702-577-2600 now. Home prices have never been higher and interest rates have never been lower. Get your mortgage tune-up today by calling 577-2600. I knew very early on, you know, what I needed to bring to the table uh, as a young player. Uh, And it was about going out there, working hard every day, of course. But they wanted you to be a tough, physical, fast football player. And I kind of got that direction from the older guys. So when I think about my time with the Raiders, that's what I tried to do. Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio. Studio. Back at it on this Friday. Great stuff from Q. A lot of guests there. A lot of guests. Good information for everyone. And so much more here on this Friday to get into as we head in to the weekend. I, I'm, I'm trying to decide of like the 18 million things I want to talk about, what to talk about. Um, first thing. Willie, have you looked up at all in studio since we've been here as to what has been on television? Yes, and what's funny is I told Ari during the break, he said, did you see this Olympic thing going on? I was like, Ari, that is not the Olympics, but (laughs) if we're going to put cornhole in, we need to put the World Chase Tag League in because they're literally 
playing tag in this obstacle course with these platforms and uh, I'm a little intrigued. Athleticism at its finest. Well, we first, so for, I'm, I'm going to say this. Not the first time I've watched this. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't surprise me, but it's got to be live, right? you got to watch it on it's your time. Not- it's not live. <laughs> no, I'm saying when you, you can't when you, find tag you, championships live. When you've watched it before, I'm guessing that you, of all people, have found a stream. No, I didn't see this. No, first of all, I didn't see this competition. It was something different. Oh, okay. Um, but I have watched tag championships before, not just not this edition of it, because uh, I wouldn't be able to watch it if it was a replay. I mean, you. I think you joked about it. The athleticism is pretty unreal. Yeah, like they're hopping over barriers and like diving over things under things it's crazy now my, when i first watched it i was like nobody's ever going to get tagged but they actually do get tagged a lot yeah this guy just got yeah, tagged right good. here yeah it's two in a row now a dive a diving tag that was impressive now just before this because i guess today must be espn the ocho day where they're just showing random crazy things from around the country yeah they just showed the air guitar championships right now, that is not an Olympic sport. I hope it never becomes an Olympic sport. I, I don't have an air guitar, and I don't plan on ever getting one, but I would definitely think First about... Well, you don't get I, an air guitar. I right? would definitely think about competing. Well, you know, isn't there like You're a... Born no, one? no. Do, do you not know what an air guitar is? Yeah, you're just playing in the air. But what is the thing that I'm thinking of, that the, the video game where you... Oh, like Rockstar? Maybe that's what it is. Guitar yeah. Hero? Guitar Hero. But there's an actual guitar with that. Sure, but yeah. that is amazing. Yeah. You've never played that? No. Oh, it's so fun. No. But if they have an over 50 division of this world chase tag. You'd get in? I'm in. I'm Please, hungry. somebody start one. I would love to see <laughs> Willie play in a competitive tag league. Would I tackle anybody? You can't tackle. You, just, you dive and try to tag them. Especially if they don't bring silverware. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I, I mean... Why not? We're we're not structured today because Steve's not here, so we can we might as well just get into it. Uh, no, why? No, I, I've been told I was told not to. By who? Steve? Are you serious? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you later. Let's go on to the next. I'll tell you. Tell you the next. Are break. you serious? Yeah. It's my show. I think I can do what I want today. <laughs> what is art? Does you know about this? Are you looking at me saying I'm not supposed to do this? Uh, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. I approve. I though. think Willie's really serious. It is I our, think we're not, we're not supposed to talk about I'm it. I'm dead serious. That 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 huh. incident in the press room. I'll tell you at the next break, and then if you want to bring it up, we'll bring it up maybe later on the grab bag or the the, the five segment. It's a silver. Oh, it's wait, with the fat pack. So we just we don't have to the say. Fat pack I, is there worries is? about sponsors? We don't have to say the <laughs> yeah. name of the place. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, we don't have to say the name of the place. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Conflict I was, Friday. I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. Why can we not? Okay. Yeah, I get I get why. I wasn't going to do that anyway. I th- I thought. You know, we could bring up my temper. That's cool. It's not even that. It's, <laughs> it's about how scared other people were, which I think is the best part of this. So, uh, man, I was thrown off by don't talk about it. But, yeah, I, I get why. Um, Willie did a very nice thing one day after practice. Uh, we, again, we're going to get into, we're going to be Q here and complain about our awful lives uh we sit in the press room after practice every day practice 7 30 to 9 30 we're there at like 6 45 in the morning and then you do the interviews and then we all sit there and work yeah and it's usually i mean usually i will if i'm doing the show i work until like 2 38 
and then get in the car and come here and do the it show. It was last Thursday, and I actually did the show. Yeah. And so we're sitting there all day with, like, again, I'm not complaining. I'm just trying to set up the story. We're sitting there all day with no food, you know, drinks if you bring them. Uh, but it's 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 a grind during the day, and everybody kind of gets hungry around you know noon, one thir- one o'clock, and get a little hangry. You took it upon yourself, which nobody has ever done. You're the first person to do it, so I, I applaud you and I say thank you to put in a big Postmates order for the whole group. Yeah, and I also feel like the reason one of the reasons I don't do this is also happened to you. You end up getting shorted, I'm sure, but like everybody thinks they paid enough, but they didn't because there's fees and taxes and tips. I didn't even realize the fee that was incurred on that one. But anyway, yes, go ahead. So I'm just setting this up to you make the order, you take everybody's order, you collect their money somehow, and then the order comes. Most people got sandwiches from this place. Right. I'll be careful. Most people ordered sandwiches. A couple of us that don't eat bread were like, we'll get the salads. So we ordered salads from there. And so there's two salads amongst this whole thing of sandwiches, and there's no silverware. No silverware. So they brought salads, I guess, for us to eat with our hands. Yeah. I don't know. This is not, the point of the story is not to complain about this. I'm just setting up what happened. So we're like, okay, we have no silverware. So like me and the other person had a salad, I think we're looking at each other like, I mean, I guess we'll just eat it with our hands. Like, what are you going to do? We checked the little kitchen that's off to the side. Yeah, you got to make do. There's a little uh, little coffee maker, yeah. but there's no silverware there. Like, all right, we'll just eat it with our hands. Now, eventually, a Raiders employee, a very g- generous and friendly Raiders employee, uh, found forks in the back room somewhere, brought them out to us, and we were able to eat. We went to the full-fledged kitchen of sure. the... Yeah. In the meantime, Mr. Ramirez had <laughs> called up both Postmates and the restaurant. And you weren't yelling. It wouldn't be fair to say you were yelling. But it was like a, I'm, I'm going to say a. Hmm, Reprimand? A Tony Soprano-like. <laughs> like, who do you think you're messing with? <laughs> we're like, bro, they just, they they didn't bring us forks. Like, we'll figure out how to. But you, you were very insistent on, hey, my friends ordered salads. I'm going to make sure that they can eat their salad with these forks. And so everybody has a good laugh. I thought it was hilarious, but also scary. Uh, everybody kind of takes note. Somebody in the media, I probably should say who, I don't know if they want me to know. Somebody oh, I think boy. actually was scared. One of the nicest guys out there. Probably the nicest. Nah, there's there's super. Uh, he's very nice. Yeah. There's some very super he, nice people. He's a very, very he's nice guy. He's top five nice, nice guys. Yeah, yeah, No question about it. He shows up the next day with a huge <laughs> package of plastic silverware that he puts in the media room. And I was like, what is this about? And he said, I was scared Willie was going to kill that guy. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up to me. And, like, I thought he was telling me that the, that they had – that the, that the that the Raiders had, you know, he said, because he came over like under his breath, and I was, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was like in the middle of something, and he said, Willie, hey, I just want to let you know that there's silverware now because I, oh really, okay, that's cool, and then and I just kept doing what I was doing, but then later Adam filled me in that he had brought the silverware and he was. He felt that he was genuinely worried. Yes, this so guy, he brought it in. I was like, "Oh wow!" So this guy left out the part when he told you the story, but he told to me. He goes, 
Yeah, I was very concerned that there was going to be some violence <laughs> on that delivery guy. On, on that note, do we segue violence into the interesting day we had at – are we talking about Raiders? No, we were just talking about silverware. Oh, well, I was just saying – I was. Because because we had our the, we had the first scrum today. Oh, that's actually good. That's a good tease, Willie. But yeah. you're a radio professional. There was not violence with no. the delivery guy from no. one of these services that we're not no. going to talk about. No. There may have been some violence on the football field today. Yes. The phone lines are open, and we want to hear from you. Call 702-364-1100 and tell us what's on your mind. Better to talk about food than these two. It's the Fat Pack on Cofield and Company. Brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Back here, Cofield and Company. Hill and his homies edition on this Friday. Adam Hill, Willie Ramirez here with you. Uh, we just talked about a food story, so uh, <laughs> I guess we already started Fat Pack early. Uh, also, in the grand tradition of the show, we tease something that we're not going to do right away. We'll do that later on. <laughs> so we roll here. We tease whenever we want to. This is one of my favorite segments, by the way. Uh, also, we're not supposed to call it segments. That's oh. a Steve Edict also. I don't oh. think for the air. But, this is, this yeah. is one of my favorite parts of the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing that. That's good. Um, so you, I think you had, I know Ari had some topics for us for Fat Pack. I think, did you have some as well? No, 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 no. When I said I wrote down, I, I, oh, I saw okay. that. So I wrote down the the establishments for Ari's question for this. Okay. So uh, the so question Ari, is... Go, so go ahead, Ari. Ari, you oh, can set it up. Sure. Yeah. So uh, from Ox God, our, uh, my fun Twitter follow here. If you could eat at any fictional establishment, which would it be? All right. So, I mean, I, there's one that just came to mind. I am positive because I... When I saw this earlier, I was like, I don't, I have no idea what this even means. Maybe I'll do it. Now that I hear it, okay, I have one in mind, but it's probably something that I'll think of a hundred more beyond that. Absolutely. But what were the first two that came to your mind? Because so, I, I would, I would venture to guess if you're on Twitter, uh, hit us up either at Cofield and Co, ESPN Las Vegas, Adam Hill LVRJ, uh, any, any any of our Twitters, uh, make a guess of what mine's going to be. It's probably not hard, uh, but I have one certainly in mind. Willie, what were the ones that came to your mind? The very first one that came to my mind, and I have no clue why, but was Jackrabbit Slims from Pulp Fiction. Okay. Um, and then... Is it, is it just that it's a good atmosphere? Is there like an item I don't, on there? I don't know why it just popped in my head. I just I think it would be the atmosphere, you know, the, the $5 milkshake, um, and just, just, you know... I, I'm trying to think of what it re, what it might remind me of. Do you remember what was the place called that uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger were were partners, and there were other there were two other partners, and it, it started in the forum shops. What was that? Was, I mean, Willie, there's a there's a casino. Oh, Planet Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. I, I, I don't know. I don't even think that it that it's close to that, but I don't know. I just I, I just got a kick out of that place. But the other places would be Wait, hold, hold on one okay. second. Yeah. <laughs> I sit here on Friday nights and listen to you name every restaurant that was open from nineteen forty eight to nineteen eighty two. In Las Vegas. In Las Vegas. Right. You couldn't think of Planet Hollywood? I don't yeah. I couldn't. That was it, it it's it was it's reminiscent of our friend Ed Graney at practice, and I don't know if you're sitting there at this time. He goes, 
<laughs> and I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. He goes, what's that name of the show you like with, you know, Elizabeth Berkeley, Mark Paul Goslar? Oh. Like, I'm like, you know every character, every actor's name? You don't yeah. know the name of the show? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Okay. So that was your first one. What was your second one? It would be it would be like any of the di- the old school types of of uh, grease spoons. The, the the diners like in Goodfellas or in The Sopranos. I, I, I was just gonna say, how could you not name a place from The Sopranos? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like the you know now I've now this is not the the thing is in those in those in that in in the movie in Goodfellas or in um in um. Godfather, those are real places. So they're not necessarily fictional. They may have changed the name. Um, the um, and then the Sopranos. Like I've been to Holstein's uh, when I went on the Sopranos tour bus. That Is takes that the you Delhi. It's a it's a it's like a it's a it's a restaurant. No, you're talking about Satrials. Satrials. That yeah, would yeah. be cool. I would I would I would definitely do that. Um, the um, what's the diner they were in when they Holstein. died? Who? No, when the, the, the when the show ended. Yeah, Holstein's. Okay. And they they really and so when you go in there so the big thing is at the end they're eating uh, onion rings and as each person shows up they start grabbing an onion ring AJ shows up um, that they serve you as you walk in on the tour when you're on the tour bus when you walk in they have everybody gets their own order of onion rings so but that's not a fictional place but I mean those are you know I'll tell you one my favorite movie of all time I would like to go to Rick's Cafe American from Casablanca. There's a there's okay. a fictional establishment for you. Okay. Or right, did you have one in mind? I, I have, know the one that Adam would like to go to. You probably don't. I'm guessing I do. Okay. We'll see. I have two uh, from Breaking Bad. The Los Pollos Hermanos, because think about, uh, was his name Gus? That guy ran the most immaculate business ever. I know it's going to be clean. I know my order is going to be right. And the food looked great. You guys are Breaking Bad fans. Um, if you've ever seen Gus Fring, is that his name? Yeah, sure. you know, you know for sure everything's going to be exceptional because there is going to be hell to pay if not. Someone's going to die, literally. The other place I thought about, uh, this is kind of random, but some people might recognize from American Dad. They always frequent this place called the Pizza Overlord, and it just looks like your standard pizza place. But I don't know, like every great thing in that show always happens there. They have parties there, and I don't know. So let's check it out. I have a cartoon. I've seen that also. Um, God, there's so there are so many possibilities. Not that you, not that you really start thinking about it. Uh, Can I just throw mine out there for Adam before you start naming who you where you'd want? Sure. What about wasn't there like a malt shop or a little thing in Saved by the Bell? Of course, of course there was. Okay, so I mean, it was many of the episodes focused on it. Well, there you go. So it was the Max, the Max. Yes. So there it is. And that that was the first one I thought of. Now uh, I did. Uh, Brad up on Twitter, a phenomenal, phenomenal answer. Also, monks uh, from Seinfeld, which I absolutely would hmm. would also consider. But for some reason, the Mac. Even the, here's the thing, though, monks actually the food looked all right. The food at the Max always looked terrible. Yeah. So like you're going for the experience, and I know that you actually can. I know they opened a couple pop up Max shops you could actually go to. Uh, the food does look terrible, so maybe it's not the Max. Uh, it would. I mean, I would love to go there. But you'd also have to think that you go there and like no, it's not like the cast is there. You're just going to this awful bright place with a weird waiter that does magic tricks. Well, if you're getting to go to the fictional establishment and it's fiction, then you then obviously the characters would be. You think they're there? Sure. That's fair. So like when That's I go to Jackrabbit Slims, I expect to see Travolta and Uma dancing. 
Okay, that's going to be going on when you go to the place? Sure. Sure. All right, He's right. Gonna... It's all bits are it's all, all fiction. fiction, so yeah. It's all okay. part of the it's all part of the the dream, the fantasy. Yeah, I mean, I do think there's there's a ton of places that you could like Krusty Burger would be very fun. Krusty Krab. <laughs> I'd love to go there. There are definitely a, there. I mean, here's the thing: is later tonight, we'll think of a bunch of these. Oh, for sure, a ton of them. Oh, and I'm sure the listeners have many also. Uh, but yeah, hit us up on Twitter anytime with all of your all of your thoughts. Yeah, all the guesses were monks, by the way, which for sure great guess. But I I just for some reason the Max was the first one that came to my mind. So. Uh, that's that's what I would, that's probably what I would go with. I'm sure a lot of people would pick like Central Park. If you're going like coffee shop, there's yeah. some, snack, some food yeah. there too. Yeah. Uh, somebody, does somebody have a guest to call in on? Is that, is that what we're doing? Do we have somebody calling in with uh, the, with I feel the like suggestion? We have other fat pack topics as well, unless uh, people want to j- jump on and uh, discuss this. Um, Zeke Elliott. Lost ten pounds this off season. Uh, I, I I I heard the interview. Did you? What uh, was he saying? Well, he said that he one of the things he mentioned was was he just changed his his diet. You know, started watching his foods. I don't like using the word diet. Yeah, I just I, to me it's something that we don't use in in our quote unquote perfect family. Um, but you just sort of you know change things around. I mean, everybody has their different beliefs in, in what you can eat, what you can't eat. Um, I'm not a big believer in getting rid of carbs. Um, you know, if you're, it depends on what your program is and what you exactly are trying to do. But he had just mentioned that he had really focused on his foods. Uh, yeah, and he said you're know, working out a little bit differently. I just I wonder, uh, in his case, I mean, as since we're doing fat pack now, we should probably criticize him for dropping the ten pounds. Uh, but I think. It, it's true. Like I feel like his his size is part of his his strength. Like I mean, if you if you can lose ten pounds and have you know keep muscle on and be even stronger, perhaps right. ten pounds less. But I just feel like Zeke's combination of size and speed is what makes him what he is. Yeah, it just depends. Yeah, that's just it. Is you you don't know. You know, he lost body fat percentage. Did, did he maintain lean muscle mass? And here's the thing: is you know there are there are athletes, professional athletes, that will lose actually twenty pounds. Let's say you start at two thirty and you drop to two ten, and then you'll turn around and you'll gain five six pounds of your lean muscle mass. So his his net loss might have been 10, but he may have actually lost 20, 25 pounds of body fat and then regained it. So he's telling you what the net loss is, and that's why he looks so much leaner. So when he regained the muscle mass, it was you're just looking at the net loss. And so they could be that, but I get what you're saying. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, there's so many specifics with when it comes to stuff like that. Sure. So we'll see how Zeke looks when he actually takes the field. His teammates took the field yesterday. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, but when we come back, a little look at the night and the weekend ahead in the sports betting world. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota. 
Running like a Toyota. It's Cofield and Company's eye on sports gambling. I'm going to kill your bookmaker. I'm going to rip his throat out. I will step on his throat until the man chokes. Let me tell you how. Winners, 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 winners. Free, 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 free. Wrapping up this hour, Cofield and Company getting set. For the Big Five in just a couple of minutes, a lot of things we've already talked about, we've teased, we haven't got to, we'll get to them, we promise, uh, in the last hour. But here's where we look at the world of sports betting, Willie, and it's a world uh, we have been in for a long time. I know uh, with the return of preseason football, a lot of people jumping back in. you have any philosophies on the preseason? Well, I... Usually I do. Um, I'm just not sure, you know. And I've read a couple of our our good friends' stories that they've they've written, um, but I'm not sure this year. You know, as far as you know, you usually look toward that third preseason game um, for to, for it to be the the dress rehearsal. I'm not sure how they're handling that this year. I'm not sure how much playing time you're actually going to see, even even whatever is revealed in the in in stories and articles that beat writers are writing around the country um, and, and just trying to be careful with everything that's going on, everything that we're still going through. Um, but, you know, the, the normal processes of looking at preseason games, the quarterback rotations, the coaches that take things serious, that may not take things serious, that, that are looking for, you know, I, I sort of liken it to, you know, pitchers in the minor league. You never really know. There are some, you know, big prospects that are just working on one pitch and they'll throw that a majority of the time. And so other teams scouting reports to them, they know exactly what they're going to do. You know, it, it, so they're not really coming through with the, with the true ERA when they make their debut in the same respect here. You just, it's, it's sort of hard to gauge what, what's going on and what, and what we're going to get in the reality of, of each preseason game. And, and now that they're cut down to three preseason games outside of the Cowboys and Steelers, you know, what are we going to see in week two? Is that going to be more like the third week in, in, in what we've been used to in the past? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a lot to look at. I mean, I know for one, you know, following, of course, the, uh, the news reports and what coaches say, sometimes when coaches are honest, it's very helpful. Uh, we did see uh, Sean McVay, who has not cared about preseason at all, come out and say there's zero chance Matt Stafford plays at all in the preseason. So we can uh, pretty much count on that one uh, coming to fruition. Uh, I want to get into the preseason a little bit later, but I will say it very much annoyed me last night. All the people that are complaining about the game. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, what are the complaints you're seeing? Cause I don't understand. I mean, football's back. I know. Do you realize that we do not have there there we have football every month through February now. Every week for the next I think 28 weeks. I mean it's it's awesome. It's tremendous. It's tremendous. And it, and that goes beyond, you know, there're going to be people out there that will be like, "Well, yeah, but you guys get to be out there, you get to cover like you said, you know, p- people that you know, I get that all the time. I get comments on my Instagram story whatever. Man, I've always said this, I'm jealous of your job. Well, they don't realize that, you know, it's it's a lot of work too. It's not like we're fans out there. Sure. Um well, but yeah, I mean the chance to watch it on TV. Uh, I either then here's the thing. Don't watch. Yeah. It's not that hard. Turn so, it off. Change the channel. This game stinks. Nobody's scoring. There's missed kicks. Okay, fine. Turn it off. But I'll tell you this. Don't turn this off. Cuz Big 5's coming up next.